Yeah. And unfortunately, we're planning something really Exactly. <laughs> I think by now, we should actually have to start that program around yes, exactly. this time. Because right? once we May 1st, 2nd and 3rd. Yeah, yeah. So May 1st, we're meant to, to, to have a class on Saturday, but unfortunately, events that are beyond our control exactly. actually took over. <laughs> Compatible. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I would like to come in on to also uh, talk about the reason why it is actually very important for for people to make decisions with data as well. Yeah. So just like you have mentioned, uh, a rival football club, which I don't really like that much. <laughs> Unfortunately, they've been able to use, in fact, they actually used their data away against my own team yeah. last time around and were able to come back from four, four, four goals down and if you take a proper look at that match, you would have probably noticed that all the goals that we they scored were mm -hmm. kind of like opportunities yeah. because they've analyzed that data so so yes. there was this particular uh, corner kick that this guy had to take. Of course, they've analyzed Barcelona so well and they yeah. knew so that these guys always relax so much when it comes to set pieces. Yeah. There's yes. a lot you can actually derive from looking at data. And yeah. trust me, if you have to look at the same data every day. You yeah. will find out different things every day. Yes. Okay. So um, I don't know what's what's uh, the question you would like to ask me to set the tone for. So this. first, your name. So your name. You tell us your name, your background, where you studied in school, your first degree, and life after school. Then how did you get into analytics? So let's kick off from there. Okay. All right. So my name is my name is Ahmed uh, Oyelowo, and. Um, I used to be an accountant, of course. <laughs> I'm still a very good accountant as well, but uh, I think that's in my past life, kind of. So I studied accounting at the University of Lagos, and um, I used to work with one of the Nigerian banks. I think I worked there for like four years until wow. I got tired. What bank is it? Yeah, I worked with First Bank. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Talk the first bank, but uh, I always tell people that there, there, there are two types of bankers. Okay, so there is a banker and then there is a bloody banker. <laughs> so you can guess which one I was, right? <laughs> so I happen to be a bloody banker in my family, bloody banker. So, how do you know who a bloody banker is? Let me tell you who a bloody banker is, right? So there are, like I said, two types of bankers. So there is one banker that sits somewhere in the head office, you know, just sending out emails to branches. This is how you guys are supposed to do. This is how you guys performed last month. This yeah. is uh, how your budget is going to reduce from what you guys have quoted. Those are bankers. Yeah. Then for we bloody bankers, those are the guys you see when you go to the bank or every day and you see that they are not smiling. Those are the <laughs> bloody bankers. They have a lot they have a lot to do. So at the point, I felt like, wow, I don't think I can cope with, mm. uh, I can continue to cope with this kind of lifestyle. I, I can remember very well that there was one time I almost got the house burnt, really. Wow. <laughs> That's serious. Yes. So I'll tell you why. So what happens is this. So every time I got home from work, there are numerous times where I had to sleep with my suits on and my shoes on as well. Wow. So one, of, one, one of those days, one of those days I had, uh, I think I had a cold and uh, immediately I got one, I just put on the hot plate and put water on the fire, <laughs> boiling water so I could take some hot tea before, before sleeping for that day. 
And the next time I opened my eyes, it was around 2 a.m. in the midnight. Wow. <laughs> I just jumped up and rushed the to the kitchen. Of, so luckily, I wasn't living alone, of course. You would have guessed what would have happened if I was living alone. <laughs> so at the time when I was supposed to leave the bank, what I thought was um, I needed to live uh, the life of being a bloody banker and becoming a banker. So I had a plan of some strategic units within the bank that I feel would put uh, would make me a better person than just being a customer service officer, which I was at that time. Mm. So I worked in customer service for a solid four years wow. on the same desk. So at that point in time, I tried to reach out to guys in head office, like, you know, I think I need to be transferred away from this unit. I want to get a job at somewhere like a financial control as the accountant yeah. I was. So I was looking at financial control and audits, basically. But unfortunately, those two positions don't materialize. As a matter of fact, I couldn't even get to take myself out of the branch where I was working. It was that bad. I worked the same branch for four years, which never yeah. happens. So then when those moves did not work out, I started to look outside and just putting out CV everywhere. I never knew if there was any anything called it analyst at that point. I used to think that banking was like the most important and most hardworking job anybody could have. <laughs> so uh, I happened to get an opportunity at D-Brand Consulting. I, I got an interview with D-Brand Consulting. I went for the interview. And this is one story I always like to share. So the, the, the interview, uh, the first thing at the interview stage was for us to write a test. Okay, so it was a test that basically contains Excel questions, Microsoft Excel. So, and the first question on that test was, how would you rate your Excel proficiency skills? That had mm -hmm. four options. Option one was, uh, I think option one was very poor. Then option two was poor, option three was basic, and option four was advanced. So I always ask people, so if you were me, what would you have chosen? Someone <laughs> that is looking for a new job. <laughs> so let me ask you, what would you have chosen yourself? <laughs> I've learned from Mr. Kelly to always be basic. Just stay on basic. <laughs> okay, Just stay, so on, stay basic. on basic. <laughs> so guys, 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 can you comment? Can you comment on the chat? I, I would like yeah, to in the comment what's... session. <laughs> what would you rate yourself yeah. in Excel? <laughs> what in would an you interview. Rate <laughs> yeah, in an, you, an interview question asking you what would you rate, how would you rate your Excel proficiency? So what would you give yourself? Give yourself a score. <laughs> Nobody okay, says poor. <laughs> okay, so that person says poor, basic, basic, okay, intermediate. Hi, somebody has said very poor. So, a lot of basic, really. so most people would have gone with basic, but some very, some very serious things I've met had gone with advanced. Not knowing that that first question was actually a setup, right? <laughs> it was a setup. So every time somebody asks you, how would you rate a proficiency in a particular tool? And you are not really strong on that tool, it's better. In fact, I wouldn't even say you should choose basic because it's always a setup to, to questions that are going to come after. So that was question one, and I, I, I chose basic, really, mm. trying to play on the safe side. Then the next nine questions were questions from Excel. I can't really remember any of them right now, but I knew I got a lot of questions about VLOOKUP, 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 which I've never heard in my life. <laughs> and 
questions two to nine always had answers of the last option in question two to nine was always I don't know. So the that option D was always I don't know. So I found myself choosing I don't know from question two <laughs> up onto question nine. What do you mean? Matter, right? <laughs> <laughs> so at the point I was like, wow, it seems like this bloody banking job is going to continue for a while now. Then I got to question 10, and question 10 was just another question again, which now says, on the second thought, how do you have rate your Excel proficiency skills? <laughs> and then oh, the gee. humble guy just had to go, had to go with very poor now, very poor. In fact, <laughs> I was so I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. So, but luckily, the thing is, the employer actually understands that you guys that are coming in are fresh, as fresh mm -hmm. as we probably not really know anything about excel but the yeah. most important thing is they want to find out is do you have the attitude and the ability to learn so that's one skill that analysts should always possess at every point in life every point in time if you have the attitude and ability to learn any new thing because this field is something that changes constantly really it doesn't stay static and in order for anyone to stay relevant you must continue to, to learn and relearn and unlearn some other things mm. that you have gone through in the past. So I got that job and that's how life started as an analyst, really. Uh, I worked with Excel a lot for a couple of years. In fact, I all also like to share my first uh, task on Excel when I got the job. So I was supposed to do a very simple report, just go and look at some, some physical files from our file room. To, to confirm if they were in proper order. So about eight years of files, really. Wow, so I was supposed to check, yeah, eight years of files as at that time, was it eight years? That's 2006 to 2014, yeah, that's eight years. So check for eight years of files and then do a simple report, eight years of monthly files, really. So each year should have 12 files, right? Yeah. So for eight years now, about 60 files, about eight times six is 48. No, 12 times, uh, eight. 12 times eight, rather, which is 96, right? Yeah. Okay, so about 96 files, I was supposed to go and do a check of 96 files, find out if they, are, if they were there, if they were uh, damaged in whatsoever, they were incomplete or whatever the case may be, and then do a simple report on Excel. So I was, I was writing my report on Excel. I've uh, put in all the data points I needed to put in, you know, just do a simple tabular format on Excel, with my years and my months. So I had my years on the rows and my months across the columns so that I can easily put on each month of a year whether the file was there or not. So it was a simple yes, no, or damaged kind of answers I had to put in there. So yes, no, or damaged. Then I had one extra uh, column towards the ending of the sheet where I was putting my comment to just summarize the whole data point to say, okay, so for this particular year, we have five files that are available. We have uh, three files that are damaged, and then the remaining, uh, the remaining five plus three, eight, the remaining four files cannot be found or something like that. So I was writing that comment when my boss just walked by. He was supposed to go for a meeting, just walked by me and slightly took a reverse backwards again to come and look at my screen. So I was like, what are you doing? I was like, okay, so I finished my report and I'm trying to, to summarize it in the comments area. Then he looked at the other guy beside me and said, guy, this guy is typing. So can you guys still hear me? 
Can you hear me? Yes, yes, we can. Right. Okay. So I was saying that I was supposed to summarize that uh, data now. Boss passed by, saw me typing in, then he, he was upset a little bit. Of course, I knew he was not upset, but he, he, he acted to be upset that I was typing in Excel. And then he wrote one single formula that did everything I was trying to do manually. Mm. He wrote an if formula and he dragged down all at once. And everything I was writing to say, five, five present, this, da, 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 da. The formula just took over everything and wrote it all within a twinkle of an eye. So at that point in time, the first thing that came to my mind was, uh, I think I am uh, a Google and <laughs> I enter traffic. I mean, I enter express already. Yeah. So there is bound to be a problem here. I'm not sure I can cope with this kind of lifestyle. This is pure magic. So, but really, that within that fear and and the fear of losing this new job, having lost the previous job, not like I lost the previous job, having resigned from the previous job, then I, I started to doubt myself, like, huh, am I sure I can cope in this, in this consulting firm here? But that really just pushed me to, to learn more. And uh, my target as at that time was, okay, so let me just look at everybody in this firm that I met here. My first target is within six months, I want to be on the same level with everybody. That was my first target. Of course, I didn't meet that target. But I knew that uh, I got very close to, to most of my colleagues then. And uh, that was really the beginning for me. Excel was the beginning for me. And I always advise people as well, especially people that don't have that techie background. You don't have that uh, computer science, uh, mathematics kind of background. You should always start from Excel first. So Excel is going to introduce you to a lot of concept of how the whole uh, data analysis is being done from other languages as well so if you jump into r or you jump into python without having a solid background you may find yourself jumping out but excel kind of like makes it easy for someone to start and that was the starting point for me mm, thank you very much sir. wow very inspiring very inspiring and one of the major reasons we actually asked for um, or actually one we started this webinar with transition series was actually to yeah. tell people stories to see that most persons who actually work with tools like power bi excel python and likes mm -hmm. did not even start in school yeah we didn't start in the uni because most people when you hear oh i'm a data analyst the assumption is you either you start you study statistics or you yes. study something as regards that mm -hmm. back in school and in my mind i'm like we never i didn't even know i'm going to be here maybe six seven yes. ten years ago if you told me i was going to be doing this i would doubt it you get and yes. that is actually yes. made me work so now from excel to power bi how did you get there what's the story from excel to power yeah. bi how did you get there all right so my power bi story is another uh in fact if i tell you that i hated power bi at first yeah. <laughs> and trust me everybody that has an excel background that has been introduced to power bi for the first time will always tell you what nonsense is this i don't like this power bi it was mm -hmm. like that too. So when Power BI came around in 2015, so I got into the firm in 2014, Power BI came around in 2015. So Power BI came around in 2015 and we started looking at, at the use cases for Power BI, how it makes some things easy for you. But at that point, was because we didn't have the full knowledge of the capability of the tool of Power BI and we're more comfortable using Excel to do a lot of things. And for the mere fact that the way you do things on Power BI is going to be slightly or sometimes even more different from how we did things on Excel, it made us kind of like uh, 
not receptive to that kind of change. But I think eventually, I don't know how somehow I started to fall in love with that part. Right? I think that actually started from when I was supposed to convert a, an Excel report into a Power BI report. Okay, so why converting Excel report into a Power BI report? I started getting that feeling of this tool can actually be a very, very good tool. As a matter of fact, that was what actually started to shape me into becoming an entrepreneur, which I am today. So when I saw it, I was like, okay, this new tool that is coming up is going to be really, really big. And I think someone can actually make a business out of Power BI alone as a tool. Yeah. Just Power BI and start a business with Power BI. And I had that in mind and I was like, okay. So I think the best way for me to go forward is to take some time out and study this tool. Since it is new, it was pretty new in Nigeria. I remember around 2016 or 2017, when I talk about Power BI on LinkedIn, just put a couple of things. Nobody really knew what Power BI was. Most people, I say most people did not know what Power BI was at that point in time up until around 2018, 2019, yeah. before it now became the buzzword everywhere. So transitioning from Excel to Power BI was kind of like easy in the first place because if you have a very strong Excel background, it becomes, it can be a blessing, it can be a curse really, depending <laughs> on the mindset. So why I say that is this, if you are too strong in Excel and you get into Power BI, Power BI is gonna piss you off a lot because you always want to think about this is what I would have done on Excel. And then you want to repeat the same thing on Power BI. It is never going to work. So you need to learn the way Power BI works. So, but for me, it was more of a blessing because I got to quickly realize by reading a book. So that is another thing that I feel works very well for me. So for every tool I would like to learn or for every language I would like to learn, whatever the case may be, any skill I would like to learn, I always have to go and read a book for it as well. So it's not just about attending a class or watching videos. Of course, I always tell people you can't learn anything on YouTube. I always tell people that everybody always says, I'll go and learn it on YouTube. Of course, you can learn some things on YouTube, on YouTube maybe how to, how to do makeup or how to, how to tie galeos, stuff like that mm -hmm. you can learn on YouTube. But you can't really learn uh, key soft skills not really, but I mean, software skills, you can't learn those on YouTube because it's not going to be structured. So yeah. you need to be able to, to, to attend either a live class which is structured or you sign up for an online class that is structured for you to be able to get a full grasp of whatever skill you are trying to learn. So that was what I did first. So first thing for me wasn't even really to go and do a course online or to watch a video online. First thing was to read a book. So that book shaped my mind to see the differences between and between Excel and Power BI. What are the differences? What are the similarities? If you were to do this in Excel, this is what you have done. But if you were to do this in Power BI, this is how you have done it. So I completed that book. Of course, the first time you were not, I, I didn't understand Jack the first time. And that happens a lot when you read all these techie books. The first time you read, you may not understand a lot of things, but when you read over and over again, most of those things start to come to you naturally. So I read the book. Then uh, sometime after that, I now did a training. And funny enough, after reading the book, most of the things I've done myself were just like a stroll in the training. So the trainer was just saying a lot of things that I already knew. 
So really, it's also possible for anyone to learn by uh, self-practice as well. It's also very possible, but it might just be disjointed. You may not be able to tie one or two things together mm -hmm. until you go for a class. So that transitioning was, I, I would say it was a smooth one for me. And uh, uh, sorry for Excel, I open Power BI a lot more these days. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff, good stuff. Thank you. So, first thing first, the name of the book, so at least we can all go search about it and read. The name of the book, what's the name of okay. the book you read? Okay. All right. So, before I tell you the name of the book, let me just tell you that the first time anybody opens up Power BI, you can do something with it the first time. Everybody can do something with Power BI the first time. But then, you may not be able to do advanced things, which was the, the bone of contention for me until you learn the DAX language. Yeah. Until you learn data modeling and DAX language. So the book was about data modeling and DAX. And the name of the book is Power Pivot. Somebody taking some notes? Yes, Power Pivot. Okay, so the name of the book is, uh, is DAX for Power Pivot and Power BI. DAX for Power Pivot and Power BI. So, and the author is Rob Colley. So, let me just type it on the comment box as well so people can go look for it. I think I should remember it should be DAX language for Power Pivot and Power BI. By Rob Colley, so Rob Colley and Avising. Okay, so I'll put that up on the on the chats on the chat area. Thank you. So that was the book I read, and it's always that book for me is is the best for any starter. There are some other uh, books as well that someone can read, but most of those other books are technical. You may not be able to comprehend it. For a beginner but this book is really really good for anyone that is starting out to learn power bi and the dax language mm, beautiful thank you thank you yeah thank you so much now next question right now is let's now actually mm. go straight to the main question certifications you're very yeah. very big on certifications and yeah. um should i say um how did you get started with certifications? And so far, so good. How many do you have right now? Uh, I think in, as far as Microsoft is concerned, it's like, I think it's four. Okay. Because wow. most of them are like byproducts of one another. So which okay. that's just the beauty. That's just the beauty. So if, if you have, uh, if you write a couple of exams, for example, that can unlock an extra certification for you. And nice. that extra certification can also lead to another certification if you write another exam or something like that. So the way I got into certifying is another story entirely. So one <laughs> evening I felt like, I think I'm very good with Power BI. So, but really I'm good with Power BI. What does that now mean? Can I just walk up to somebody and say, excuse me, I'm very excellent with Power BI. So the person will be like, and so what? So I felt like, okay, there should, be some, there should be something that I can have as a backup so that when you talk and you have that backup, somebody can, can uh, give you that regard. Someone was telling me yesterday that in Nigeria, if you don't have a certificate, you are going to struggle. But if you have a certificate, somebody is asking you some question, just drop a certificate and the question is going to be 
off the table. So one evening after after the day's job, I was like, okay, so let me just do a quick search online whether there should be some certification for Power BI. Then I found out, yes, there was one certification for Power BI. It was actually on a Friday. And that Friday, I felt like I didn't know what I was going to do this weekend. So what can I do with my time, with my weekend time now? What do I want to do? So I did that search and I found out, okay, there is a Power BI exam that can be written. And then I tried to register for the exam. I saw that uh, I couldn't pay with my card. Then I saw a second option where I could go to a test center to write that exam. So I called a couple of test centers and most of them said they were not going to open up on that Saturday. So the only one that I got to open on Saturday, I asked the person, so how how to write the exam? The person just says, just come with your ID card, that's all. Just come with your valid ID. So I went there with my international passport, told them the name of the exam I was going to write. And then I was set up on the, on the system. Within two hours, I was done, got my results instantly. It was a pass. So that was my first attempt at certification. And it was a Power BI exam. So after writing that exam, I finished around 4, 4 p.m. Then I went back to the office again with my laptop. I was like, okay, so now I have one certification Power BI. I did a search again. So with this Power BI certification, what else can I get? As in, how is this going to benefit me going forward? Then I saw that hmm, it's possible for me to become a Microsoft certified trainer if I write another exam. So this time around, that one was uh, analyzing and visualizing data with Microsoft Excel. So that showed me that if I write the Power BI exam and if I write the Excel exam, the two of them combined together is going to give me a certification called MCSA, that's Microsoft Certified Solutions Associates. Then I quickly called back the, the test center again. That, Guys, please, I have another exam I want to write. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, they were like, ah, no, we have closed already. We close by 5 p.m. Da, da, da. I was like, okay, so next week then. But of course, my body was paining me like, let me just get this done over with. So uh, after like 30 minutes, one of the guys called me and said, you know what, somebody is staying back in the office. So that day happened to be the day Nigeria was playing England in a friendly match. So one guy was staying back at the center to watch that match. So they were like, guy, you know what? Somebody is staying back in the office. You can go there and meet the person and write your exam. So that's how I went back again that same day to Ikeja. And I wrote the second exam and passed that one again. So within one day, I already got my MCSA for BI reporting. And then the next level in the journey was now to be a Microsoft certified trainer. Of course, to be a, an MCT, you would need a couple of uh, exams written for some of those Microsoft technologies. And then you also need to write another exam for instructional design skills. That's for you to, to validate that you, you know how to train. Because it is, it is one thing to know about a subject matter. It's another thing to be able to pass on the skills to others. So, but then I like to do my things very fast. I was like, ah another exam again. Is there another way I can use to get this uh, MCT? Then I realized that if I can get, I think, an MCT or someone within the industry that can attest to the fact that uh, I'm a trainer, then the person can just stand in as a reference for me. And that's what I did. And I got MCT as well. So everything, all those certificates within one week was when I got everything. Of course, I didn't really know much about Microsoft certifications at then. But I feel 
certifications is very, very key for anyone to validate their skills and it also unlocks a, a lot of opportunities for you as well. Ah, the biggest thing is within one week, which is actually, that is really stellar. It really shows so much hunger to learn and actually just to prove yourself. So I'm going to say well done, sir. That is really, really, really yeah, impressive thanks. and very, very inspiring. Very, very inspiring. So we have one question here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so someone asking if the certifications are free. So the certifications are not free, but then yeah. they are not expensive, which was what gave me the motivation to go and write as at that time because I paid 30k to write each exam. So after paying like 90k altogether, I think I got the whole of all those certificates. And for me, uh, I was later to realize that a lot of people don't get to write it the way I have written it. In fact, the only reason why I could write that way was because I was so sure of, of how much I had put into practice and how much I knew at that time. So I could go in and write like freestyle, just blindly. In fact, the other exam I wrote earlier this year as well was for uh, Power Platform Fundamentals. So Microsoft later on introduced some other power tools apart from Power BI. So they introduce power apps, which is for building applications. They introduce power automate for automating uh, workflows, and they introduce power virtual agents. So they now have a new exam called Power Platform Fundamentals. So that was the other exam I wrote this year, and it was pretty much the same process. Just woke up one day, and then I felt like, okay, so let me go and write this one. So I went to write that one as well, pass that one as well. But what I'm trying to put out here is uh, that most people. If you have not gotten all that practice, uh, practice behind you, you just cannot go to write an exam. So I have colleagues in the industry who also have a lot of exams. In fact, I was reading about someone yesterday that have written 84 wow. exams. Not written, past 84 Microsoft exams. 84. Thank you. So I only have four. So someone has passed 84. <laughs> so the thing is this, right? <laughs> So for me, I take certifications to validate my skills. And I think the process also helps a lot, especially for people that are just coming in. And how this is going to help you is if you know that you, you are going to learn this thing and 